Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday in Mexico. Correction, 46 degrees, partly cloudy, 
light wind out of the out of the southwest at uh, going down to 41 and it'll be 51 and cloudy tomorrow. Burr. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, let's go back down to Florida, by golly. Our hosts are scattered all over the country as this are. Colleen, how are things down in your area? Okay, I'm in Wesley Chapel, just north of Tampa. It's 62 degrees and clear and just nice and quiet. <laughs> Now we'll get down into the low area, Miami area, and our eastern version of 301 guy, Mark Porter. Mark, how is it down there? Oh, Miami's always nice and warm. Oh. A little rainy, but warm. I'll take it. <laughs> and we have a, a new listener that hasn't been on the show for a while, Renee. How is your area up north? Actually, we're having a hot spell. It's 42 degrees here. <laughs> Are you guys jealous? Is that centigrade? Uh, that's Fahrenheit. Inside or outside? I don't like that kind of hot. Well, I think we can, we can get make it through it. From all our hosts, welcome, and thank you for listening and calling the show for over the past eight years, and now the ninth year is rolling around. You truly made us the, the voice of Eastern Airlines. We'd love to hear your comments and share your memories with the radio listeners from around the world during the broadcast. If you haven't called the show before, all you need to do is call 213-816-1611 and just say, hello, <coughs> live every Monday evening. We can identify many countries around the world who listen in with our Blog Talk Radio applications. Just think. We have folks in Ecuador, Somalia, Spain, Brazil, Indonesia, China, Japan that pick up our broadcast, just to name a few. That's what we try to do every week on the Eastern Radio Show. Won't you join us by adding your voice to these broadcasts? Our thanks also to those who choose to listen by computer using our radio icon on our homepage at www dot easternradioshow.com or perhaps by signing in at the site of our provider blog talk radio at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash captain eddie now to remember to abbreviate the word captain to c-a-p-t should you wish to talk during our live broadcast feel free to use our call-in number 213-816-1611 at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let me repeat that number so you can write it down for your Monday night visits. 213-816-1611. By the way, you tell your friends about us. Our membership is growing. I think uh, Dorothy was telling us we're over 1,036 by now. Don't forget you can listen to any of our 441 Monday night broadcasts and our 100-plus Thursday broadcast by simply going to podcastradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. That's Captain C-A-P-T-E-D-D-I-E. And scrolling down through the archives of our broadcast. Each episode is briefly described. And we're over 500 episodes now. And Mr. Jim Hart likes to say, holy blue Sunoco. And we hope Jim gets back pretty soon. Our lines are always open for calls, and if you choose not to participate and talk with our host, talk live with our host, 
we ask that you please mute your phone as our producer does not have the capability of filtering out background noise. And now, let's see, we're number one for takeoff. So, Captain, let's get flight 442 in the air. Tower Blur is 650 volt. The airline that doesn't plan for the future may not have one. Five years ago, Eastern saw the future in a remarkable aircraft. Now it's here. The new Boeing 757, the most advanced, most fuel-efficient commercial jet ever built. It's going to help Eastern hold down the cost of flying for years to come. We earn our wings for you. years ago, ancient Egyptians invented advertising by carving public notices in steel. Fast forward to the present day, an in-text online ad. Egyptians used papyrus to make sales messages and wall posters. Commercial messages and political campaign displays have been found in the ruins of Pompeii and Arabia. Lost and found advertising on papyrus was common in ancient Greece and ancient Rome. Wall or rock painting for commercial advertising is another manifestation of an ancient advertising form, which is present to this day in many parts of Asia, Africa, and South America. The tradition of wall painting can be traced back to Indian rock art paintings that date back to 4000 BC. In ancient China, the earliest advertising known was oral, as recorded in the classic of poetry, 11th to 7th centuries, <coughs> a bamboo flute played to sell candy. Advertisement usually takes in the form of calligraphic sign boards and inked papers. A copper printing plate dated back to the Song Dynasty used to print posters in the form of a square sheet of paper with a rabbit logo with, quote, the non lose fine needle shop, unquote. And we buy high-quality steel rods and make fine-quality needles to be ready for use at home in no time, written above and below, and is considered the world's earliest identified printing advertising medium. Don? Thanks, Colleen. Let's take things back for a moment to the pre-Internet days, the days when advertising was car carried out via cheesy infomercials on radio, fuzzy old televisions and billboards. This was the golden era of advertising, when the whole world moment was considered a huge part of society, almost taking on a cultural status. The first TV ad popped up on screens in 1941 in America, probably not later than you'd imagine, but before Brooklyn Dodgers and the Philadelphia Phillies played each other, viewers saw a brief commercial for Boulevard clocks and watches. I still have my mother's Boulevard watch. <laughs> In late 1940s, we heard this song on radio, advertising Eastern Airlines. Let's take a plane, laugh at snowstorms and rain to my <laughs> Frost, flowers, 
Attention, please. Eastern Airlines Flight 25, your vacation flight to cool Caribbean lagoons, now ready for boarding. through the exhibit carried you through and and if you had wings was a theme song do you remember that i yep. remember it yep with that with that breeze blowing in your face when you went through there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and jim uh, despite the different characters and the vastly different selection of products that began to emerge Ads of this time had one purpose only, to sell. Yes, these characters were central, and the ads and, and played a major part in the creating of ad culture for the consumers. But the product was always at the forefront. Remember the Disney characters at Eastern Airlines Airplane? It might have seemed like Tony the Tiger or the Marlboro Man were the epicenters of their aligning campaigns, but simply they served as a tool to sell, sell, sell. Today, the shift in the advertising world has seen a rise of other motives when it comes to the commercials. Rather than to sell, mentally, mentally ads, they were focused on community building and the brand awareness. The product is no longer the centerpiece. The solution to the consumer's problem is, and hey, guess what? The product just happens to be, provide the solution. So let's take an example that is not too dissimilar to the character-led ads of the past. The Dairy Milk Gorilla in the ad 2007 didn't even show or mention Cadbury, the company it was supposed to be advertising for. And remember the early TV ad? that Eason did on the anniversary of uh, America's birthday on the 4th of July. And I believe we got a clip. Eastern Airlines serves 26 of our 50 United States. But today, we look beyond assigned flight patterns, and we see the miracle that is America. Her names are written on the land, and the peoples who wrote them are diverse as the land itself. Polynesian mariners landed on the shores of this island from their outrigger canoes and called it Hawaii. The Spanish found this stretch of coastline lovely and named it the jewel, La Jolla. An Indian tribe cut this name with the flint tip of a feathered shaft, Mojave. In the shadows of the Rockies, our conscience named a settlement Fair Play. <coughs> 
Scandinavian mythology swept the plateau that rims the Grand Canyon and called it Valhalla. The French embraced the Mississippi with a parish and they called it Baton Rouge. Killing this Pennsylvania farmland, German settlers named it Heidelberg. The English settled Cape Cod and called the county Barnstable. E pluribus unum, one from many. This is the miracle we celebrate today. One nation indivisible with liberty and justice for all. We celebrate not the final achievement, but there is much still to be achieved. We celebrate the promise, the progress, the hope. Eastern Airlines. The simple nature of that ad lent itself perfectly with this celebration, even though Eastern did not fly to any of the cities and states covered by the ad. Our TV experiences are still littered with traditional ads, but the times are quickly <coughs> a changing. More change has happened in the past 20 years in advertising than in the pre previous 2,000 years when ancient Egyptians would etch public notices into steel right up until the 80s when ads were a form of culture of sorts. Here's an ad I bet you remember when Eastern got the very first Boeing 727 Whisper Jet, and this was in the 60s. Ryan, look, there's a new kind of plane. That's Eastern's new Boeing 727 jet. Look how high the tail is, 34 feet. Look where they put the jets. In the tail assembly, that's one reason it's so quiet. The passengers are always riding ahead of the sound. Where does it fly to? I don't know. It flies north. You can hightail it on Eastern's new 727 jetliner to Washington, Philadelphia, and Boston. And a unique new dining service is worth writing home about. Choose from a selection of superb entrees like lobster Newburgh, filet mignon with Bordelais sauce. Prepared as you like it. Eastern 727 Jet, quiet as a library. The smartest way to leave town, come fly with Eastern. Check this flap lever. Up, three on. Speed brakes. We're in one of Eastern's whisper jets. The noisiest section is the pilot's compartment. We keep the door closed. It's quiet. The jets and the noise are behind you. The Whisper Jet climbs to smooth cruising altitude faster than any other jet airliner. It's the most relaxing plane there is. Fly Eastern. See how much better an airline can be. was created by advertising agency Young and Rubicom, and it restored Eastern's tarnished image until the late 1970s when former astronaut Frank Borman became president, and it was replaced by a new campaign, which was, we have to earn our wings every day. 
the new campaign, which featured Borman as a spokesperson, was used until the mid to late 1980s. Eastern than any other airline in the free world. If you've helped make us America's favorite way to fly, we thank you. If you haven't flown Eastern recently, give us a try. We'll show you we really do earn our wings every day. back in the late 50s and the early 60s, put into place an all-new air service that was unique to air travel, especially for the business persons and the women traveling in the Northeast Corridor, the Eastern Airline Shuttle. Listen to this Eastern Air Shuttle ad. Fourth inning, and at the end of three and a half innings to play, the Yankees seven, California nothing. Frustrated in his quest for the big idea, Channel 11's Henry Tillman appeals to the people of New York. Ladies and gentlemen, I need you. Help me find a way to tell New York that Channel 11 is bigger and better than ever. If you love our movies, our comedies, our news, our Yankee baseball. Send your big ideas to me, Henry Tillman, Box 1100. Together, we can dream the impossible, reach the unreachable, boldly go where no man or woman has ever gone. Yep, scramble. Let's not keep them waiting. At the Eastern Air Shuttle, we have a crew on standby whose sole mission is to fly you to Boston or Washington whenever one of our regular shuttle planes is full. And for that reason, we at the Eastern Air Shuttle Service can guarantee you something no other airline can. A seat. The Eastern Air Shuttle, a guaranteed seat without a reservation. Like they say on that television show, we asked for it. On April 30th, 1961, Eastern inaugurated Eastern Airlines Shuttle, initially 95-seat Lockheed Constellation 1049s and 1049Cs, left New York LaGuardia every two hours from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. in the evening to Washington National and to Boston. Flight soon became hourly 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. out of each city. Shuttle emphasized convenience and simplicity, revolutionary in an era when air travel was considered a luxury. <laughs> Dorothy, I spent my first two years on that shuttle out of LaGuardia. Oh, how nice. <laughs> how wonderful. And met, and met my husband there, so it was nice. <laughs> okay. Now that's a great plus. Yeah. In creating an ad campaign, the voice behind the ad is of utmost importance. Take, for example, the voice of Eastern Airlines for many years was a person some called the voice of God. That would have to be 
Alexander Scorby. During World War II, Scorby's broadcasts were beamed abroad in Greek and English for the Office of War Information. At the request of sponsors, his voice was heard on many dramatic shows, including NBC's Sunday program, The Eternal Light, with which he was to remain, despite heavy commitments elsewhere, through the 1950s. He was on Superman. His voice was, or he was the voice of the title character's father in the one program devoted to the character's origins. At the time, a writer in Variety described the quality of Scorby's voice as, quote, the kind of resonance closely associated by listeners with big-time radio, unquote. And, of course, he did a talking Bible of both Old and New Testaments. Another great advertising voice is that of Donald Sutherland of the Delta Airlines TV ads. And my favorite, Sam Elliott. (laughs) Who is that, uh, Colleen? Yes. He could tell me anything. Okay. Okay, very good. Uh, We don't have Alexander uh, Scorby's uh, voice clip of the Bible. However, he came along when young young Rubicam uh, did the Sunrise at Eastern series. I think that's where we first met Alexander Scorby. And all of us know uh, that uh, we were employed by Eastern Airlines. We were sent a record that was done by Andre Kostelanitz, and it it was narrated by Andre Kostelanitz. But a great, wonderful voice, and we heard it already when we listened to the ad uh, dealing with the um, uh, nation's birthday. And what a remarkable uh, voice he had. Uh, Mike, you're up next. Okay, uh, the internationalization began as Eastern opened routes in markets such as New Mexico City, Santa Domingo, and Nassau, Bahamas. Services from San Juan, Puerto Rico's Lewis Munitz Marin International Airport were expanded. In 1967, Eastern Airlines purchased Mackay Airlines, a small air carrier primarily operating in Florida and the Bahamas, as part of its expansion. There should be another clip. It's Sunday in Mexico. The sun floods an arena. The historic duel is on. The sun spotlights a diver at Acapulco. Referees a children's game at the pyramids of Teotihuacan. The sun warms a beautiful mermaid in Puerto Rico and covers the vacation paradise of Miami. Every year, more people choose this one for the sun because Eastern service is as warm as the destination. Because brands were increasingly aware that people trust other people, not brands, we're all getting wise to that trick. They're shifting their focus from one-time buyers to creating the following. Why? 
because loyal followers spell products all by itself. A group of raving fans is one of the best advertising tools a company can have. They will shout from the rooftops about the product without any pushing. Now let's listen again. at the wind and having caught it to climb as high as the wind itself, to soar, to hover serene beyond reality, to look out to a horizon without bound, to come home, to return to the world again. For the people of Eastern Airlines, the miracle, the exaltation, the serenity of flight are a ceaseless wonder. Come share it with us. Alexander Scorby. Well, Don, speaking of fans, there's none greater than the Super Bowl fans. We haven't talked about the cost of advertising, but this might be a good time to talk about what the advertisers pay to air their company or product during the Super Bowl. Now, here's a short history of the most expensive TV ads during very prime time, the Super Bowl. The average cost of a 30-second commercial during the Super Bowl has ranged from $37,500 Super Bowl number one to around $2.2 million at Super Bowl 2000. But by the time Super Bowl in 2015 arrived, the cost had doubled to around $4.5 million, and by Super Bowl 54 in 2020, one the other night, the cost had reached $5.6 million for a 30-second slot. Incredible. Mercy. Here's Eastern Airlines ad doing Super Bowl 18. On June 1st, Eastern Airlines will be taking off for New York with Eastern's Transcon four times a day. Only Eastern reserves every single seat in Cabin 2 just for discount travelers. For a very low $149 each way on a round trip, you can fly clear across the USA. Just reserve and buy your ticket at least seven days in advance and stay a Friday night. You'll get full coach service and something more. New York. Eastern's Transcon. 
So let's figure the cost. $825,000 in 1984 versus today's Super Bowl or yesterday's cost for 22nd ad was $5.6 million. Great goo-goo. That's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Holy blue Sunoco. <laughs> and a few other things. Yeah, Jim, the evolution in advertising has taken it from the etchings of ancient Egypt through the emergence of the printing press through the golden age of the cheesy infomercials and the character-led sales pitches today, where the ads are quickly being replaced by organic ways to build the trust in the community. The Marlboro Man might have been the man in the, of the moment in the 60s, and those who didn't know who he was, there was about four of them. His name was Christian Horan. <coughs> But that impact would have would have a uh, he would have now a time with uh, delivering that those solutions which had come that by way 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 above the sell 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 mentality. Would he fare well in the audiences of today's knowledge and authentic, authenticity? Who knows? That would be uh, up to the consumers to decide. <coughs> Mike, every industry has its jokes, so here are some we found about the world of advertising. Advertising is a fine art of making you think you have longed for something all your life that you have never heard of before. Advertising is a fine art of convincing people that debt is better than frustration. Advertising, (laughs) Advertising is a science of arresting human intelligence long enough to get money from it. Advertising is like marriage. There may be a better way, but what is it? <laughs> good. Advertising without research is like shooting an arrow into the air and then looking for a target to catch it with. <laughs> if ad agents were smart, they would schedule deodorant commercials to follow political ads. That's a good one. Samson had the right idea about advertising. He took two columns and broke down the house. <laughs> appeal to reason in your advertising, and you appeal to 4% of the human race. Advice given at a 1923 ad conference. Can you imagine? Advertising tells us what unnecessary luxuries we can't do without. One picture may be worth 10,000 words, but some advertisers believe in using both in the same ad. <laughs> stopping advertising to save money is like stopping your watch to save time. <laughs> Call your congressman now. Demand they stop defacing our billboards with highways. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Dorothy, now listen, advertising has really changed our thinking. Listen to this. This morning, my wife put on eyeshadow, airliner, and air lashes. I said, what are you doing to your eyes? She said, and I ain't making this up. I'm making them look natural. <laughs> my kid came back from Sunday school with an illustrated card in her hand. I said, what do you got there? She said, oh, just an ad for heaven. <laughs> it's a preacher there. It pays to advertise. Remember, there are a lot of peaks in Colorado higher than Pick Pikes Peak, but try to name them. And I tried. I don't know of a single one. 
<laughs> a county shopkeeper turned down an offer for some really great rates from an adding pers- person. No way. The last time I put an ad like that, pe- people came in and bought everything I had. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have nothing to sell. <laughs> Advertising is effective. My kid was saying grace and said, thank you for this daily slow-rising butter-crusted microphone. <laughs> <laughs> he fell for this, man. I think this is a small business week. If you want to keep your business small, it's easy. Just don't advertise. <laughs> hey, Jim. You know when you're getting old and the commercial for a hair restorer is more interesting than the show, or it used to be when we had hair anyway. <laughs> a prominent oh. clergyman would not give up his opinion, uh, give his opinion to the advertising business, but he did offer a prayer for those who try to make a living at it. <laughs> you can always spot somebody from the advertising business. If he or she left his or her troubles on the front doorstep, you you wouldn't be able to see the house. <laughs> I've been in the advertising business for 20 years now. This is I I fill out more questionnaires and I, and when it says race, I put down rat or possibly snake. <laughs> advertising executives, yes sir, no sir, and all sir. <laughs> advertising has to be the most insecure business ever. I know one agency that starts off every memo with no fear this, now fear yeah. this. I can't understand why you failed in business. Too much advertising. What do you mean too much advertising? You never spent a dime on advertising. That's true, but my competitors did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds really good. I guess that's well... We had enough uh, advertising humor. Let's do some questions and answers from our hosts, and hopefully our listeners will uh, tune in here with some good questions, too. Um, here's one that's really good. Why are there more ads on TV today or less? Anybody got an answer to that? More. <laughs> Constant. Every minute. Well, every once in a while, they slip a show in between the commercials. Watch more apps than you do a show. And they go on you know, for five or six minutes. Yeah, yeah you know, at night, when after about 11 o'clock, and I'm still watching TV trying to go to sleep, between the animal kingdom that I'm watching, I count the ads, and there's eight to 12 ads between yep. the show. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. getting worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing that you even get to see 15 minutes of the show. Yeah, yeah. Do you you realize that if if you watch these shows now, it used to be products that you would buy, you know, soap or or, or cornflakes or something. Now it's all medical supplies. Let's buy this pill. Let's do this, that. Let's, uh, you know, everything's medical now. You used to never know who made what kind of medical products. Now yeah. you know them by heart. 
Yeah. yeah that, mm-hmm. It's amazing how they can do the commercial for the for the medications or the uh, mm-hmm. prescription stuff, and the very next ad is one for a lawyer that'll sue them if it if you have any repercussions <laughs> from it. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's uh, uh, Colleen. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm amazed that they make any money selling those meds with all the disclaimers. Yeah, take something for a toothache, and the disclaimer is you could die. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just going to say that. They have so many ifs, ands, or buts if you take the medicine that you wonder, are they crazy? Who's going to take it? Yeah. Yeah. Listen to that. You wouldn't touch it. Right. <laughs> Nobody sells the antidote. I'm, I'm going to ask Renee up in Canada. Do you have advertisements in Canada that are as crazy as we have here? Uh, yeah, there's a TV show up here called uh, 22 Minutes, and they're doing 22 minutes of the show, and the rest is all advertising. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They named it. Oh, God. 22 Minutes. Oh, God. We're going to move on a little bit to another one that says, uh, you guys, uh, which ad do you remember that was the best ad for Eastern Airlines? We yeah, just heard a question. I remember number one to the sun was my favorite. Yeah, that me, me yeah. too. Yeah, I really good. love that. How come I always said the island one, they... you know, like the... You would have with the with the drums and stuff that they had, the tiki drums and things. They seem to be pretty good. Yeah. Mike? Yeah, they, the advertisements used to say, we're the one to the sun. And I don't know where that came from because it used to say, number one to the sun. So yeah. there's a controversy between those two ads. Well, But I like the number one better. I like yeah. Number, but, yeah. I do too. Yeah. Well, I guess we went to the next question, which one was second best. So I guess uh, we're talking about the sun here. I really like that one. Can't live without it. Here's one that's uh, kind of up to date. Um, what advertising have you seen recently on the internet uh, that's uh, airline orientated? Obviously, Eastern's not out there. Uh, like <laughs> anybody else has somebody? Maybe with one of the other airlines. I, te- oh, I personally like yeah. Delta Airlines. Uh, you know the uh, the uh, advertisements that that they do. Very yeah, good. Eastern John using Sutherland. Facebook and Instagram a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here with my wife here, but I tell you, I like those good looking gals on Singapore Airlines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know what's going to happen after the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not what you think. Mm-hmm. They got for. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, station well, Mr. Producer, uh, uh, it said something here about a clip about Porky Pig. What's that all about? That, that's all, folks. I couldn't get that. <laughs> that's the best imitation I can give you right now, Chuck. But uh, I want to ask Mark Porter, who's up next on our show, and he's got some great, great news for us about Eastern Airlines. That's version 3.0. But, uh, Mark, I want to ask this question. Uh, what do you think about the advertising uh, at 
They at 3.0, the new Eastern Airlines are. Do you think they're advertising? I haven't seen any of their ads. So tell us no, what. I haven't, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen any. I mean, they're advertising heavily on uh, Facebook and Instagram, um, especially Instagram because that goes worldwide. But I really do think that they need to, and they do uh, a lot of interviews with their passengers leaving Guayaquil, which will follow also from Georgetown. But I think they need to advertise heavily in the newspapers in those countries and not in the United States because the United States is too expensive. Yeah. Maybe they do. Do you know whether they do or not there? That I don't know. Um, I really don't. But I do know the the Instagram is a big front for them, and uh, they'll put pictures and uh, some of the the people flying. We'll give very frank answers whether they like it or not. And they still well, put it I want to so I think that's uh, Mark. Honest. Before you get started, I want to make this comment before we close out and just listen to uh, what you have to say about uh, the new Eastern Airlines and what they're up to. But I can <coughs> say that I was very, very proud as an Eastern employee at the advertising that Eastern Airlines did, and every time it came on my television. Uh, I just listened to everything that, you know, that was in the commercial. And and it gave me a sense of pride that uh, we ran such quality advertising. I, I, I really like them. I agree. I think you're correct. Yeah. Well, I really do. It's going to have to change soon, and I'll tell you why when I get on to the Eastern thing here. Okay, why don't you, you go ahead and get on the Eastern thing? Go ahead, Mark. Okay. You're at it. Well, currently, currently, Eastern Airlines is flying from John F. Kennedy uh, on Mondays and Sundays to Guayaquil, Ecuador. That goes to twice a week um, in March, and in March 5th, we start flying from John F. Kennedy, Georgetown, Guyana. On March 8th, we start flying. It's been approved to, from John F. Kennedy to Los Cabos, San Lucas, Mexico. <clears throat> Eastern has put in a request for uh, expansion of more aircraft and has come up with the funds uh, prior to the government granting it. Um, can't turn the page. Um, Eastern has been granted three routes to fly to in Mexico. One being Mexico City, one being Acapulco, and one being Talaca. Eastern Airlines will fly these routes from the following. From John F. Kennedy, from Dulles, from Baltimore, Los Angeles, Houston, to Mexico City and points south. In Central America and to Panama City and points south. Eastern has also been granted routes from LAX and Houston from San Antonio to Mexico City and points south. Out of Houston, Mexico City is expected, uh, um, airline is expected to cover most of South America and Central America out of Houston. Um, Eastern's uh, owner has given another $50 million and they put a bank loan together for additional aircraft. And that's where the national campaign will come in at that point. 
So it looks like Eastern is going after Aereo Mexico, Copa, United, and American as a low-cost carrier. This is how they file it. They'll be the low-cost carrier to Central and South America. That's fabulous. Those are all approved routes by the Department of Transportation. Hmm. Do they have That's the huge. airplanes to fly it, Mark? Yes. No, they need about another 20. I, I really but, uh, Yeah, they, can, they have, they have uh, they're short, but I don't see them going to China right now. So the 777s that they would have used for China, I think would have been be used for deep South America. Hmm. The 747s, I was told, sorry, go ahead. I thought they said they were getting uh, more planes. I thought I read that with the financing that they were getting. Yeah, they they are getting more aircraft, but they have ten, and I um, the additional aircraft I wasn't sure on the total new number, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past just twenty. That'd be that'd be where they stop right there because they could add these routes in rather slowly. But Mexico City, uh, Los Cabos is the first one that starts on March eighth, and that's twice weekly. And then I expect Los Cabos to start from LAX. And I see a concentration of Los Cabos again from either the Houston or the Dallas market, um, probably the Houston. Also, I, I like that they have San Antonio in there uh, going to Mexico City. Should the Dallas or the Houston get too rough for them, they can go to San Antonio, which was Southwest uh, hub and uh, wouldn't be as uh, big a deal on to Mexico City or Point South. They'll be operating from Mexico City to Panama City and all state, all countries in between, and that's something American or United, they don't do. That's what uh, Mexico and Copa does. So that's trapped. Uh, United Eastern is not worried about United or American there because those are routes that they don't fly. It's sort of an old Braniff uh, um, route, and I think mm. then that was an old Eastern route, wasn't it? Picking a whole... Uh, yeah. Western side the of South America. Yeah. 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 So I thought. So I see him going down the Cordillera and flying from, let's say, Lima to Santiago, Chile, and Santiago, Chile to Buenos Aires, and hop, hopping around like that. So some will be direct and some won't. Mark, have you heard anything in the way of load factors, what they've been doing with uh, these trips? I um, haven't gotten any recently. The first load factors were terrible um, out of Guayaquil. But they are working on interline agreements right now with South American Airlines. And that, that if they hook up with, let's say, Tom, um, that should hook up uh, Quito and the Galapagos Islands. So your load factor would have to be higher. And um, they, can, they can always uh, add on aircraft. Miami is very sort of quiet right now, but it, they have flights daily to Santo Domingo um, on a charter service that they have chartered out for five years. I remember and back when Eastern came out with the with the 1011, and they were talking about the uh, the uh, the load factors. This is uh, it had to be 57 percent or better, and the 57 was supposed to be a break-even number, so they had to exceed right. that to make any money yeah. out of it, other than yeah. cargo. Yeah. Uh, evidently, Eastern X. owns Air 21, which is a cargo company, and they've been operating since uh, 2014. Right. Yeah, I, I heard that, that too. 
Mm. But it's a huge root structure they're putting up, so a lot of Americans should be happy because they'd be flying from Baltimore to Houston or Dallas or San Antonio on the wide bodies and then point south. Some to Mexico think, City, some to Talaca. Mark, do you think uh, they're interested in the Eastern family uh, to the point that there might be uh, past considerations for thousands of Eastern, you know, ex-Eastern employees? And uh, have you talked so. to anyone? Yeah. And uh, I, we're still uh, trying. That. That. Yeah. Um, I think we're still trying to get uh, one of the executives from marketing or uh, the president or vice president of operations or whatever. When you have that, when that, you have that large a community out there, it would be foolish to pass on it. Ignore um, it. You're right. Yeah. 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 And we told Ed the Weagle that when uh, the, right. the point 2.0 started. Yeah. Right. Yeah, most most of the Eastern people are getting pretty long in the tooth. You're right <laughs> there. <laughs> I noticed well, in the filing of the additional aircraft, they have a lot of additional engines they bought. So oh. that's a good sign because those can be swapped out rather quickly. Mark, are they actually purchasing these aircraft uh, or, and with mm-hmm. financing? Are they leasing any of these? No, they, they buy them. Um, I wish that they would lease some newer aircraft, um, like the 787. You know, add five of those to your fleet and lease them uh, instead of continually buying the old ones. But this seems to be their strategy as Pan Am 3. Also went out and got 27, 727s and scrapped 10 of them. And uh, it's just not something I agree on, but uh, it's their ballgame. So. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure sorry that, uh, that uh, Young and Rubicam and Alexander Scorby are no longer with us to uh, be the voice of the new Eastern uh, 3.0 uh, because they were quality. Uh, yeah. Okay, very good. Thanks so much too. for your report, Mark. I appreciate it. And uh, we got a few other little notes that we're going to finish up our program with. With the Colleen, do you have any anything uh, new with the Silver Liners? Uh, well, um, first information isn't exactly new. We're still looking to open, you know, chapters wherever there's five to ten former or current flight attendants with any airline, any airline, and wants to get together for a social club and to have a lot of fun and meet up with some other flight attendants, old friends, old roommates, we're still looking to start chapters. They All they have to do is they can go online and look for the Silverliner webpage and um, get in touch with one of us or me through the radio, and uh, we can start up a chapter another chapter. We have our convention uh, May 3rd to the 6th down here in St. Petersburg at the Hyatt Place downtown. And that's uh, hosted by the Florida Gulf Coast chapter. And it should be a lot of fun. The theme is Havana Nights. Um, If we have time, I'd like to, I asked them if they would send me 
some new information, even um, maybe on the charities of different chapters, That's so we can promote different areas of the country. Yeah. And um, so I'd like to start off briefly with the uh, Florida Gulf Coast chapter, uh, because it's kind of exciting, something coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. Our charity is the Southeastern Guide Dogs, and we raise the majority of our funds through a walk-a-thon. The walk-a-thon is in March. We've got about eight more weeks to go to sell raffle tickets. And um, if you sell 5000 or more, you get the privilege of naming one of their puppies. <laughs> and uh, we, ha- we have done so for the last four years. Wow. And our puppies, our puppies have been named Jet, Pilot, Stu, and Sky. And <laughs> as of right now, we have over 3,000 towards our 5,000 to get to name a fifth puppy this year. Oh, wow. And our, our first puppy was... Uh, <laughs> they, are, they are the most gorgeous uh, Labradors and uh, Golden Retrievers. We went to uh, meet... Um, our first puppy, Jet, when he was presented to his new owner, um, they invite, you know. Well, we just lost Colleen. Oh. I hope we haven't lost everyone. No, no I'm no. here. No. Okay. It's like, they, like they say in German, maybe we got a vocal contacting. Okay, well, maybe she'll pop back up on my producer board here, but I see she has actually, yeah, she dropped off. So, Colleen, thanks so much, and uh, we'll get the rest of the story maybe in the next uh, episode next week. Jim Holder, you're up to bat. What's happening there with REPA? Well, we had our annual uh, board meeting. Saturday at the Kennesaw uh, Embassy Suites and had a good time. And we uh, set the convention going to be the tail end of August. It's not really set up yet, but it's going to be again at the Embassy Suites. Wonderful place. And uh, let's see. uh, Oh, yeah, we unanimously uh, passed a resolution making our president Johnny Steinmetz, Captain Steinmetz, to receive the Hall of Fame, oh, and he would be receiving, receiving as did Neil uh, a few years ago. Uh, he will be receiving it at the August Repa reunion, not a convention reunion. Too nice. And once again, I would like to publicly uh, invite Captain. Scott to some, and I will this time buy him uh, hard liquor of his choice, not just a beer. <laughs> From uh, Baker's Mark, if he behaves himself. <laughs> Harry, you still on? I'm here. Yeah, tell us what you found out about the lady from the ladies' viewpoint. Carrie went to get the frying pan for you when the yeah, show's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, those Singapore girls are good looking. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marge Frost and um, it was me and Marge Frost and um, Adeline, uh, Alan, Adeline Robin and um, Burnett, uh, Carol Burnett, and yeah. we uh, we had and a good time talking and reminiscing and all of that. 
Yeah, and Johnny's wife. Uh, Patty. Patty. Yeah, yeah. I forget Patty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a fine time. You know, we sort of enjoy having these board meetings, especially late in the afternoon. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, it's not only that. I mean, you have a great it, group of friends, and it's just like old home week all over again. Yeah, it's yeah. the goose yeah. into a uh, happy hour, you know what I mean? There you go. Yeah, <laughs> we used to have them down in uh, Gainesville, Florida, at yes, the uh, uh, mm-hmm. the Cabot Lodge, and right. uh, had mm-hmm. a great time there. It did that for years, several years. I remember years. it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. great. That's that's really great with the REPA, and uh, it's. Uh, can we find the information on REPAonline.com? You Jim? you will very shortly. I hope when Johnny Steinmetz, uh, you know, gets it all firmly set with the hotel. But Robin, that's our gal there, and uh, this is will be our third time uh, to at least to have some connection. Well, actually, it was the fourth time we count all the board meetings. But uh, we've got a real good connection with them. Matter of fact, we have Big John Shearer. Oh, yeah, and I meant to mention that. Oh, Big yeah. John Shearer is our latest uh, board member. Uh, he got voted on last year, and he couldn't make it, so they set up some kind of uh, Internet thing where we could see John, but he couldn't see us. But he did what <laughs> we were saying, and believe me, that worked out not too well. <laughs> we finally got it all done with him participating <laughs> online. But Big John and Sam Gore are going to be our entertainment at the banquet. Big John Shearer oh. is a singer of the highest order. He's got a real good voice like that. And he sells, uh, doesn't sell, he'll give you a DVD if you treat him nice. And uh, Sam Gore, I guess you know Sam, don't you, Dale? I hope you do. Oh, but yeah, he used to fly with me, yeah. He, yeah, he, he performs uh, jazz down in Florida. You had him last uh, he, year, didn't you? He did what? You had him last year, didn't you? Mm, I don't think. He's too busy marrying Barbara Hutchinson. <laughs> That's a whole new story, <laughs> Ted. Like, uh, I ain't going to bore y'all with that, but I got I got in there being some kind of matchmaker, and I must have been damn good at it because it started in <laughs> August, and they got married last month. <laughs> 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 I told him when they came to the Silver Falcon convention, you know, he tried to get it up with where he would meet her coming back from uh, the Italian River Cruise, but she was so tired she couldn't make it. So he signed up to go to the Silver Falcons convention because he knew she was going to be there, and I told him, okay, I'll do everything <laughs> I can, but I want to see y'all walking around holding hands. <laughs> well, I didn't see that, but the next thing I know, they're taking a camper and heading out west and he said he's gonna come back either uh hating each other or loving each other and i guess it was loving because they got married <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and they all were happy couple i'll tell you they had a oh, no. they had a wedding reception at the uh airport marriott about uh saturday a week ago what it or something like that and we yeah. got invited to it. Yeah, man. I'll tell you, I've never been a matchmaker in my life, but I think me and Terry batted a thousand. <laughs> well, I got a few stories to tell you, Jim, about Sam. And I think I've told a couple of them on the radio show in the past. But uh-huh. uh, I hope his wife likes Limburger cheese. 
and um, and all those rotten smelling cheeses that uh, they sell because he used to bring them back on trips. Uh, he would fly second officer, and he always flew second officer, and he was I know probably he senior me. enough to fly captain. But here he yeah, was sitting uh, in the back seat, and uh, and he used to bring all this rotten cheese into the cockpit, <laughs> and God, did it smell terrible. Oh, he's a gourmet cook, though, I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, he finally yeah. checked out on DC-9. He flew DC-9, yeah. Captain. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Sam was something. I had a three-page article on him in the 2011 repartee, and uh, and uh, it was every, it was funny as all get out, I'll tell you. Sam, yeah. I flew with Sam a lot, and uh, yeah. every trip was a blast. Yeah, much. Uh, I'm sure some of the captains, he drove some of the captains crazy. Yeah, uh, including me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks so much, Jim, for the report. And uh, let's move on with Dorothy. What What's coming up here? Well, I, I want to say our membership is up to 1,037, so I'm very happy about that. And what I'd like to do is list some of the members that joined in December, and we didn't have our programs uh, because of other things uh, in December. So I just want to mention those that joined us. It was Steve Rasmussen, J.L. Willis, J.L. Millilek, J.I. Sam He, Jiwa Lu, and Joseph Frass. But our biggest news, and we want a, a round of applause, is we had an email from uh, Jerry, the treasurer of the Retired Eastern Pilots, and they are going to be our major sponsor once again for 2020. The REPA board approved for another year of advertising on our show, and we'll be getting the check uh, in the morning. So I hope it's not one of those I'll send you the check in the mail. <laughs> oh, it'll, it ain't going to bounce. I'm sure it won't, but uh, there we go. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure, Neil, go ahead. can I ask a real quick question? Is that J.R. Willis, W-I-L-L-S-I-S? Yeah, two L's, correct. Okay. Yeah, uh huh. And he is the son of Basil Willis, who flew, oh. who hired on with me. And I, he think he really... I think he mentioned that, Jim. Mm-hmm. Right. He he's Basil Willis's son, and Karen and I, and I'm rather not Karen and I, but Linda and I, my wife, first ex-wife. Uh, I don't want to get into it on this time, but I'm very much involved with. With uh, Jeff Willis, and uh, oh, he's uh, that's a whole different story, and he's a fine man, and I'm glad Good. he's back in the Eastern family. Well, it's Good. really that's excellent. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we want to thank our uh, REPA uh, board for seeing to it that we had our financing for this year. Uh, we really do appreciate it. We send them our deepest gratitude to all of you who generously have uh, granted us sponsorship for 2020 and we also had uh, we wanted to thank other members who have sent in their donations through the years because as everyone knows these memories that we bring Eastern is to carry on their legacy and all of these donations do help us to do just that 
All of the names are posted on our website under the home page, Sponsors tab. And remember, donations of $40 or more will entitle you to receive a signed copy of Neil's popular Eastern Book of Memories, Wings of Many, free with your donation. Please consider making a donation, as remember, it's your donations and our sponsors that keep the radio show on the air. We feel our program is well-known, providing and offering the Eastern family news, information, and history, and we're known as the Radio Voice of Eastern Airlines. Our next program coming up will be the Eastern History of Music, at Eastern History and Music, and we'll be featuring Neil Diamond. And following that, we're going to have a program on airports of the future. Um, we have a few other programs that are coming up in the future. We have Country Roads, another Eastern uh, History and Music tribute to Country uh, uh, country uh, uh, roads master, <laughs> um, and we have uh, airports of the future, and uh, we just want you to be aware that all of these programs are listed in the e-blast that we send every week, and also they're on the website for you to go in and look at your leisure whenever you need to know what's coming up on our programs and we appreciate all of our members and thank you so much for being part of us. Back to you, Neil. Well, I want to uh, say that uh, I was very happy to see that uh, Dorothy published a tribute to me and yes. my, uh, yes, my Neil, wife, Peggy. Right, let me announce that. Uh, this is a Neil and Peggy's 67th anniversary, so we want to give them a round of applause because they certainly have been a dedicated couple, and we just love hearing that. So congratulations to you both. We love you, and we care about all the work you do for Eastern, and you two are such a wonderful couple. Thank you for letting us be part of your life. Well, I hope I hope to make 67 years. That would make me five years older, I guess. But uh, 62, 62 yesterday. We managed to get to 62 yesterday. It's been it's been a hard road for Peggy to uh, to stay in to hang in there with me over the years. As uh, I've been quite busy in a number of different things, but uh, uh, she is. Uh, a remarkable lady, and and uh, we both appreciate uh, the tribute that's on the website. Thank you so much, Dorothy, for putting it you're, in there. You're more than welcome, yeah. and uh, uh, we appreciate you folks. And uh, she is one fine lady, and so are you. You're our guy. <laughs> you know, Captain Neil, good marriages don't happen. They have to be worked at. That's right. Yeah, evidently, yeah. you did a good job. Well, I tell you what, there were times about, uh, what, the seven-year itch or something like that, they used to call it. I think that's what I used to hear. That's when a lot of divorces come about. But I did my share of uh, upsetting Peggy to the point that uh, I thought, well, I can't take this guy anymore. But uh, uh, I always tell her that uh, 
I found my thrill on Mars Hill because I went to Mars Hill College, and that's where, just like Fats Domino singing that song, that's my theme song, I guess. Yeah. And peg, peg of my heart, but uh, uh, we're oh, real yeah. happy. And uh, you got to stick so. together. It's like it's like buying a new tire versus a recap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with that, Mike, well, I, I'm gonna I land this airplane. I can't say that's a great analogy, Mike. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I'm going to land the I airplane. I think I just it's heard Terry slam the phone down. <laughs> See, me say, is that a song? Isn't that a song called Peg of My yeah. Heart? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
Great show. Good night, night everybody. Good night, Neil. Everybody. Happy anniversary. Thanks so much.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.